It is Thursday the 15th of August. I'm your host Ryan Kier and this is the Quantum Cast. It seems that a magical force has come over me to the point where I'm actually able to get the correct date. <laughs> but nevertheless, let's move on to today's focus stocks. With Nanako Group reporting their year-end trading update and a half-yearly report from Kaz Minerals PLC. Our final two focus stocks are GVC Holdings PLC, the gambling company, aka the global sports betting and gaming phenomenon, will be announcing their interim results in a couple of minutes. And Giganda Mines PLC has disposed one of their assets to get a cash consideration and a couple of shares over the next couple of years. So to begin with Nananoko Group PLC, they are a self-proclaimed world leader in the development and manufacturing of cadmium-free quantum dots and other specific nanomaterials. I guess we should put out the old warning. If you don't know what the company does, it is very unwise to put your money into the company as an investment just because it sounds complex. But nevertheless, let's look at their revenues. Their revenues for the year ended the 31st of July 2019 were more than double for the year 2018 and slightly ahead of the market expectations. That's something we can take from here. As they said, the main reason that has occurred is because of an early delivery of some revenue under the major services contract. So there isn't specifically an additional deal or hike in revenues. It's just an early delivery of a contract that was initially there. So it is possible that for the next year, this would be cut off from their revenues. Who knows, really? The company has mentioned that their cost base is slowly reducing and their cash position was slightly higher. I'm not sure if this company is making a profit. This could just be cash flow and then outflows could be greater. Don't necessarily assume that because the company's cash position has increased from one period being shown to another period that they have made a lot of profit because actually if we look at their cash balance at the 31st of July 2018 so directly a year before the period being reported right now their cash balances were 10.7 million pounds now it's 7 million pounds but from January 2019 they have increased by 800,000 from 6.2 million to 7 million so the company actually is down 3.7 million pounds in cash in comparison to the same period being measured the year before. Ah, interesting. This report could actually be taken positively because the company on the 21st of June, in fact, had seen their share price sink about 74% to eight and a half pence because they had announced that they had lost a major US-based contract with one of their customers. The shares are currently at 11.35 pence. They have fallen from their highs in the month of 14 pence by about 20 odd percent. And in terms of yearly pricing, the lows were around 6 pence per share made on the day of that crash mentioned. And with the company's valuation of about 32 million pounds, there isn't a specific that we can take from this report I assume one should really wait until their results are released where you can see the detailed numbers on the 15th of October 2019 okay now moving on to Kaz Minerals PLC this company has actually surprised me in this report 
their net debt is up by about $500 million, I believe, to $2.56 billion for the six months ended the 30th of June 2019. So comparison to one year earlier, the six months ended 30th of June 2018. Their debt is up. And this is as a result of an acquisition they've made. So they took on some debt. So that's not really a big issue at the moment. In fact, they mentioned here that they paid $436 million in cash for the acquisition of Baimskaya, the copper project that they own in half one 2019. Hence why it shows up on their accounts now. The company has a decent cash cost of 80 cents per pound in comparison to half one 2018 where they were having cash costs or a net cash costs of 82 cents per pound. So a little bit of a reduction on that front. The operating profit is actually down in comparison to the previous period from $464 million to $410 million. The company has got a 59% margin, which is impressive, but not that impressive when you compare it to half one 2018, where they had a 63% margin. So EBITDA has also dropped, but it's still highly positive at about $620 million. The company had a PE of something like five. I'd be surprised if they get battered that much. I assume there's not much movement ahead with this kind of report because revenues, yes, they are down, but they aren't down more than three, four percent. And I believe the shares are trading at something like lows. In three months, they've had highs of, I believe, just under seven pounds per share and they are trading a couple of pennies off their lows for the past three months. But for the past year, their 52-week low was achieved on the 10th of September at £4.21 per share. Right now, they're at £4.95 per share. So something like an 18% premium to the lows and almost 30% off the highs. It's interesting to note that the CEO, Andrew Southam, had sold 240,000 of his 500,000 shareholding on the 1st of March. And I can see the price was at £6.64. There's not a lot of confidence. I'm not sure who the CEO is right now, but it does mention that he held the position of CEO at the time of this trade. And usually the individual at the helm of the business should have confidence enough to maybe even buy more shares into the business. The company has mentioned in their outlook that copper prices are unstable and there is a lot of geopolitical uncertainty regarding the future of pricing here. And they've mentioned the reason is due to China slowdown concerns and also trade pressures that are continuing between not only the US and China, but also the US and Europe. There are so many different variables at play at the moment, but they've mentioned that their long-term outlook does remain robust. And their full-year copper production guidance is maintained at about 300 KT. They've got a low-cost asset base, which creates a strong platform for growth. That's just what you normally see with most of these companies. What is important to me is their free cash flow figure, and that's down from $308 million to $182 million. So it isn't the greatest of reports, but it depends how this performs relative to analyst forecasts. At the moment, it is not 
looking that positive to me. But it is not that bad either, because yes, you have seen an EBITDA drop of around 12, 13% in comparison to the 30th of June, 2018. But the company is still making money. I assume their P is gonna look much less attractive after this drop in earnings. It's definitely important to not get spiked whether long or short on open. Give it a couple of minutes and establish your trade setup. If you are trying to get a scalp here, because this is quite a trading stock, it does have a lot of volatility when it comes to these swings. You could have a good report and the stock could be up. You just have to play the price action well and not get emotional. Moving on to Jangada Mines, a natural resources company, aka an aim minnow at the moment. This company is a small cap. I believe that they're not revenue producing, but um, after disposing this Petra Branca project that they had previously owned, a large amount of, if not all of it, I believe, they are gonna receive a cash payment of two million Canadian dollars over the next six months and up to 3 million Valor common shares. The value of those Valor shares haven't specifically been noted. The company has also mentioned that this cash or the majority of these net proceeds will be used to develop one of their assets called Pitomberas, which in the near term they would mention would involve further drilling and metallurgical work. And they're expecting to get a competent person's report completed by the third quarter of 2019. It's important to note that this company's shares have fallen off a cliff over the past five years. Highs at around six pence per share, currently near lows, if, if not already around the level, plus or minus five to 10%. And their monthly highs were 1.15 and they've slowly fallen to 0.98 at the moment, or around the one pence mark per share. In a year, they're down from four pence highs on the 20th of August, 2018, to the 14th of August right now. Well, actually the 15th today, but the 14th being the last trading day where a price was reported to 0.98 being the last trade. So I assume the mid is about one pence per share. The company is currently worth two million pounds according to their market cap. And I assume this payment will increase their value. However, they have mentioned that the money will be used to basically fund another project. So I assume it won't add that much instant value to the company, maybe in the short term actually, but in the longer term, everything's dependent on these results being released from their competent person's report. That can show the underlying value in the asset and also the expected costs you'd look to incur once developing the asset further. And finally, GVC Holdings PLC. This company is a global sports betting and gaming group. In their interim results, they've mentioned that their interim dividend will be at 17.6 pence per share, an increase of 10% year on year. So they're able to maintain this because their operating profit figures are now expected to be a further 10 million pounds ahead of expectations. When you hear this, 
or even in trading updates from time to time you'll hear the company expects to report profits ahead of expectations you almost have goosebumps and you feel excited in my case i go and grab a super malt from the fridge and crack a cold open and feel good feel nice assuming i'm holding those shares if i'm short then uh, i'll be down the back of the sofa hiding just like i was yesterday after getting absolutely bashed for getting the date wrong. <laughs> and speaking of being ahead of expectations, they've also mentioned that their full year EBITDA is ahead of what they had expected. One odd detail is that the company reported group profit after tax of 2.1 million pounds after charging 180 odd million of separately disclosed items. I'm not really sure what this means, but I think it's uh, non-cash related um, deferrals. So I assume that in this case, that doesn't mean that they made 2.1 million, they still made a lot more before those costs were taken off. But this is just for the sake of their accounts, I believe. And therefore, the company looks to deliver full year 2019 EBITDA within a range of 650 million pounds to 670 million pounds, which is quite impressive for the company. And it seems like many had expected this to happen. In fact, analysts at Berenberg had reiterated the buy rating on GBC Holdings from £11 to £11.30 per share. And they expected the company to beat. And I believe, as they mentioned, earnings ahead of forecast, or at least EBITDA in this case, ahead of expectations. It seems that the reaction to this news could be quite positive. The company trades at the moment on an enterprise value to EBITDA ratio of something like 5.5 times and a seven and a half price to earnings ratio which is a decent discount to their peers and also its historical average so this company could potentially be an interesting trade and we'll have a look at the chart later in the chart pack to make things a little bit easier to navigate for you and that should come out around 6 p.m later today so that wraps up today's episode of the Quantum Cast. But if you want insight into the technical side, then keep your eyes peeled for any additional content posted later on in the day, including analysis of charts of some of the companies discussed in this podcast. But first, head on over to our site, quantumresearch.co.uk, and download the relevant chart pack for this episode. I've been your host, Ryan Gear. Until next time.